Hi there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Ari Raz, co-founder of Once Upon a Farm. Hi, Ari. Hello. Thanks so much for calling into our studios. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I heard about your company, and I want to give the listeners a little taste of the backstory, mm-hmm. how, to, how it was started. Yeah, absolutely. The story really starts in 2014. Um, I was a intrepid baby food entrepreneur based in Washington, (laughs) D.C., and uh, I was basically uh, selling baby food at farmer's markets. Um, I was making it in a commercial kitchen at night and filling it in glass jars and bringing them to farmer's markets during the day. Um, Eventually, that morphed into a a business where I was actually uh, producing these jars for home delivery, and uh, parents would subscribe. And I was kind of like the baby food milkman, incredible, uh, bringing <laughs> <laughs> bringing jars to their door and picking them up a week later, and it was it was great. I absolutely loved it. You know, the response from the parents was phenomenal, and the reason why I got into baby food really was because my older brother, um, you know, well, first of all, I don't have any kids of my own. I have seven nephews, wow, three older siblings. Okay, my older brother. Uh, is the one who really sparked the um, inspiration for me when he told me a story of how he would make all of his boys' baby food when they were little. Really? And basically pack, you know, pack the baby food in mason jars and take it out with him mm-hmm. to the park to meet other parents. And when other parents saw what my brother was feeding their, uh, his boys, I mean, this incredible you know, homemade baby food, oh, I bet. they actually asked him if he could make extra for that so it. before he knew it, my brother started just producing baby food in bulk um, and giving it away. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it just it was a striking story to me because, um, you know, here are all these, uh, you know, fairly well to do uh, professionals uh, with young kids. And they were all asking my brother to make <laughs> baby food for them. And it, it struck me. I thought, well, why can't they just go to the store and buy it, you know, buy it like like everyone else. Right. Um, well, my brother then looked at me and he said, have you ever seen what baby food is like? Oh, I know. And I thought about it for a second and I didn't really know. I mean, I, I, I guess I heard that kind of people thought of baby food as gross, but I, <laughs> I didn't know firsthand, right? Never having kids. Sure. <laughs> so the first thing I did was I went to my local, I went to a Whole Foods because I wanted to be hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought up all of the baby food I could grab, you know, get my hands on. And again, it was all, it was all the same. It was, it was just, um, this stuff with a shelf it, life of like three years. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it basically, you know, it leaves this acidic aftertaste in your mouth because they have to add acidifiers, mm-hmm. either, you know, some sort of lemon juice concentrate or citric acid, um, they they cook the, the uh, I don't want to use inappropriate words here, but they, they cook these uh, blends to kingdom come okay. in order to give them the shelf life that they get. And that actually destroys uh, a lot of healthy uh, bacteria. That's crazy. And we know today, of course, yeah, and we know how good that bacteria is, especially for an infant that is developing their, their yes. microbiome. So, uh, you know, and on top of that, there's a lot of heat-soluble vitamins that get destroyed. There's um, 
the 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 heat pasteurization cooks water out of the blend, so they become more thick and concentrated, and actually higher in sugar content as well. So there's just a lot of stuff going on there that that I I I, I understood, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got it, right? Um, and that's why I thought, well, you know, if there's... I want to start a food company and I really wanted to start a food company, um, why not baby food? Right. Now, let me back up one second. This is a quick question. Sure. You mentioned you were doing this at night. So what were you doing during the day? Because this is a, sounds like it was a complete change of career move, maybe, or maybe not. Yeah, actually, um, so prior to this, I was working for a very large uh, food company. Um, actually, I was, I was living in, in Asia. I was living in South Korea um, my, my path was a little bit unusual, but um, I ended up going to business school in South Korea, and I got, my, I got a job out of business school. Uh, I ended up working for the largest uh, confectionery in, uh, in Korea. Um, and, hmm. you know, I loved it, actually. I loved I, I discovered uh, a real passion for the food business. That's great. And... While doing that, I also realized that um, my job was really to sell these, you know, cookies and very unhealthy products to young sure. people. And I thought, you know, I, I think I would love this a whole lot more if the products that I was selling were things that I could be really proud of and feel good about. Yes. You know, that I was improving nutrition rather right. than taking it away. Exactly. So <laughs> I, knew, um, I knew that I wanted to, you know, move back to the States uh, towards the end of 2013. And that's when I um, reached out, actually, uh, I reached out to my family and I said, you know, here's an idea. I want to start a, a, a small company of some kind. And mm-hmm. I, I had a couple different ideas and actually it was really my brother who helped me hone in on baby food. And I ended up moving to DC because, um, he, he was able to support me. I could, um, I could stay with him. I wouldn't have to pay rent Great. because, uh, you don't make a lot of money selling baby food at farmer's markets. Yeah. And, um, and I was just able to get started. You know, it was a place to start. It was a place to learn about the consumer, mm-hmm. um, to experiment with different recipes, and really just get my feet wet in what was to become, you know, my my life's uh, kind of mission, mission at this yeah. point. <laughs> Incredible. So, Ari, let me ask you about uh, your co-founders, because I know one of them is Jennifer Gardner, but how did That's you right. all connect? How did this all happen? Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, fast forward, right, quite a bit of time. Um, I was, so what happened was, is that in, uh, towards the end of 2014, I was um, fortunate enough to meet my first co-founder, which was Cassandra Curtis. She had also had a baby food company based in San Diego, California. And she was actually the first person to use a, a revolutionary food processing technology called high-pressure pascalization, or HPP. What is that? This technology is used in a lot of different uh, food uh, items. Mm -hmm. In the store, there's a lot of juice companies that are using it to preserve the freshness, the fresh taste and quality of their juice. There's guacamole companies that are using it, um, and a lot of other really high-quality premium products on the market use this technology to great effect. What it allows... Um, these companies to do is to give their products a longer shelf life without requiring refrigeration, without, sorry, requiring heat pasteurization. So you take that heating out of the equation, 
but you use um, this process that actually leverages uh, very high amounts of pressure, which is placed against the outside of the packaging. And that pressure um, basically kills any potential pathogens and gives your products a much longer shelf life. They have to be refrigerated, but they also taste amazing. They taste fresh. You're not killing those really wonderful good bacteria, and you're also not destroying a lot of vital um, nutrients. So anyway, (laughs) I met Cassandra, and we decided to start working together in the beginning of 2015. So I ended up moving from Washington, D.C. to Southern California, and we started to work on Once Upon a Farm. We started building the brand, the company. Fast forward to uh, 2017, um, it was June, I believe, and we had been growing the business uh, step by step, uh, the way many uh, startup entrepreneurs do. Uh, we were still not a very big company. Um, we had been very fortunate to have um, met and uh, brought on John Forker from Andy's Organic as an advisor and one of our first, uh, well, really our first industry investor. Okay. Um, John Forker, longtime CEO of Annie's Organic, I'm sure. Great company, um, yeah. Many people are familiar with Annie's brand. Yeah, it's a great, wonderful company. Mm-hmm. So um, we, uh, so Cassandra and I received a phone call, and it was from one of our other advisors, and he said that Jennifer Garner <laughs> wow. was interested in learning more about Once Upon a Farm. And Cassandra and I didn't really know what to think at the time. We were... Um, you know, we, we thought of ourselves as, you know, this very, uh, again, very intrepid entrepreneurs, you know, very small but mighty uh, team. Uh, but we never, <laughs> we never expected that someone of that stature would have ever heard of our, of our brand at that point. Yeah. yeah. And um, that led, but that initial call led to a meeting in Los Angeles with Jen mm-hmm. and uh, some other folks. Her manager was there. And it was a wonderful meeting. Um, what was really amazing about that first meeting with Jen was just how authentic, how uh, just enraptured by the brand she was. She really understood our mission, like what we were trying to do. You know, yeah. at, the, at the core of Once Upon a Farm is a mission, right? It's not just about profit. It's about changing the face of baby food and changing childhood nutrition for the better. And she really, she really got that. I mean, that was so obvious. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, it was just so cool to see her talk about the brand. And then Cassandra and her really connected uh, on that level that only moms, I believe, can connect. <laughs> uh, maybe as a, if I have kids, I'll be a father and I'll be able to also find that connection. But it was just wonderful to see. And, um, and about two or three weeks after that initial meeting, um, Jen uh, asked if, we could set up a meeting mm-hmm. with her and John Foraker. She actually noticed um, when we were talking about our company, she saw in our presentation um, that we had uh, this advisor who happened to be the CEO of a brand she knew very well and purchased all the time and, and gave to her kids. And she said, I want to meet John. Oh. You know, he he is such, like, he's obviously such a successful guy in the industry. He oh, knows... Yes how this industry works. She really wanted to learn, you know, what, what, what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. What should I expect from this opportunity if I really dive in, you know, with both feet? So I called John and I said, hey, you know, would you mind mm-hmm. um, 
meeting Jen Garner. <laughs> and little did I know that John was a, a huge uh, Alias yeah. fan. Oh, I love that show. I love that <laughs> right? show. Yes. <laughs> so he was uh, he was all on board. He was he was excited uh, about the opportunity, and um, you know, I think within a week got on a plane to L.A. Wow. Um, and just. Didn't, didn't hesitate. <laughs> didn't go exactly as planned. Oh. The first meeting was kind of funny. Oh, okay. Um, his, his plane got delayed. He, uh, I think he, he had a flat tire on the way to the airport. Then his flight got delayed. Oh, no. <laughs> he showed up to the meeting with Jen about 30 minutes late. Oh. The meeting was supposed to last 30 minutes. But it ended up uh, going, instead of that initial 30-minute slot, mm-hmm. they ended up having a three-hour meeting. Whoa. Um, yeah. And I just... Um, the meeting was so emotional, and they they connected on 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 this level that neither of them expected. Mm-hmm. Talking about ideas and you know the things that they wanted to do, and and Jen, you know, I, if you ever hear her speak about her work with Save the Children, I mean, she is so the passionate. most incredible advocate yes. for that cause. And John, you know, he loved like. He loves um, that passion, mm-hmm. you know, to, to change the world for the good. That's that's right. what Annie's is really all about. And little did I know, <laughs> little did anybody know, but John, in the back of his mind, was was thinking, you know, you know, maybe it was time to leave Annie's and look for another opportunity. And he had been thinking that way for probably about a year, and really hadn't found anything that clicked for him. Unbelievable. Can you imagine that timing? So in this meeting, Jen looked at John and she said, you know, if I really go for this, would you be willing to get involved like more than you are as an advisor? Mm -hmm. And John said, what do you mean? And, you know, Jen said, well, would would you join the company? Wow. John sat there for a minute. He looked at Jen and he said, I'm in if you're in. Fantastic. Jen looked at John and she said, (laughs) I'm in if you're in. And what's funny about that is Jen actually said later that people in Hollywood say that all the time. I'm in if you're in. Oh. And they don't mean it. Oh. But she knew that with John, yeah. you know, this is an upstanding, this guy is as upstanding as he get, as it gets. If oh, he yes. says he's going to do something, right. he does it. And look so at this, look right at this, there in yeah. that room. I was going to say, look they, at the industry, you know, it's a different industry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally different. And different people, different. Right. Exactly. And um, and that was it. And you know, then that in that room, uh, the history, uh, the future, excuse me, of, of Once Upon a Farm uh, began. And really, it took a few months to get everything sorted out. But you know, by the end of August, we we were we were already gone. We were you know we hadn't quite announced it to the public yet. But you know, we made our official announcement in the beginning of September. So exciting. And even though it's only been what six months since. We announced it's it's just been an incredible um, journey um, from that time to today. So, wow. you know, if I have to think about the history of Once Upon a Farm, you know, those first couple of years were really, it was really about building the foundation of the product, the the core of what, you know, what we were doing, right. building our consumer base. And, and now it's really about, it's really about getting the message out and acceleration and, and going a lot bigger than ever before. And it's just it's just wonderful to see something that you care so passionately about and a brand that you love so much um, get a, get a really good shot yes. <laughs> to, to make it in the world. Definitely, because it's so competitive. 
I, I was going to ask you how you stand out in this marketplace, but you know, you're so transparent. Even I was looking at your website. You want to give your website for the listeners, please? Yeah, sure. It's www.onceuponafarmorganics.com. And so I was looking at your website, and I love how transparent you are in pointing out exactly where your organic partners are located. Now, why was that so important to include on your website? Because I think, I mean, as a mom, I want to know. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the name Once Upon a Farm came from that, that belief that the farmer, that everything really starts with the farmer. Mm-hmm. You know, without the farmer, we, we wouldn't have access to such high-quality food all the time uh, and so easily. And we really need to honor the people who, who, who do that labor for us. Um, what's really cool about, about, you know, the fact that we can source products directly from farms is that we actually get to build relationships with the farms that's great. and get to know them. And that's something that is just really important to us. And, and you know, as we grow, it's going to become a bigger part of our story. And we're actually going to have some really cool farm-related announcements um, coming up. Uh, Exciting. Actually, very, very soon. Oh, I good. can't announce it yet, but okay. some really cool stuff is, is happening there. And, um, you know, what I can say is, you know, with, with John being on the team and all the wonderful people that he's brought on uh, into the company, you know, we're going to get so good at um, really telling that, that story of, of where the products come from to where, you know, if you look at a pouch, you'll be able to actually trace the very farm and the very lot of the farm where that apple came from. So you'll know exactly, 100% accuracy, where every single ingredient came from. And that kind of traceability is extremely rare. Um, But for us, it's going to be a big part of our story because, again, we want to honor those ingredients. We want to honor the people who who bring them to us and tell their story as well. That is very unique, by the way. So congratulations, because that, that really is wonderful. So uh, tell me something. If there was one thing you wish you had as a kid that you make right now, what would it be? Because those pictures on your website of you, all of you as kids, are just priceless. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I, I, I was very fortunate as a kid. Um, my mom, you know, I, I was ra- my whole family was raised on food that was always freshly prepared. Um, so I never ate the Gerbers or anything growing up. But one thing that um, I would loved, I would have loved to have was uh, we have a, we have a blend called um, Chocolate Ever After, which we actually just changed the name to Banana Berry Cacao Fairy, which is a blend <laughs> of, I know it's a great name. Um, it's, it's cacao with banana, avocado, raspberry, date. Wow. And it's so good. It tastes like, you know, chocolate mousse, basically, except it's good for you. Yum. And I, I personally love that taste of, like, real cacao. Mm-hmm. I used to Me not too. like it, but I just, I've come to really appreciate it. It's, like, the depth of that flavor. Yum. And, um, yeah, I might... So, <laughs> is it for wrong? Me personally, if I had more of that in my life as a kid, I think I'd have been. Okay, happy. is it wrong? I want to eat that as an adult. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. In fact, we, <laughs> no, it's wonderful. We have a lot of adults who um, who admit to eating once upon a farm, and 
I think they should be proud of it because at the end of the day, it's wonderful ingredients. It I mean, sure is. Cassandra, who prepares all these recipes, is just a master of blending and crafting these recipes. Like she literally to this day makes all the recipes in her kitchen first, tests them on her girls, and I mean, that's where it comes from. It comes right. from her kitchen. It yeah. comes from her heart. And you can taste that in every single pouch. That is fantastic. Now, I know we have to wrap up. We went a little longer than we planned, but this is wonderful. Tell me where people can find out more information about you. And I know it's not open to the public, but Jennifer Gardner is speaking at the uh, Natural Products Expo. That's right. She'll be there. Um, and uh, please come, you know, check her out. She's doing the keynote. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be on Friday. Friday at 1130. Uh, um, right yep. Yeah. So we'd love to see anybody going to Expo there. Okay. And um, what else? Oh, and um, more information about the company? More and... information, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we have a, uh, well, onceuponafarmorganics.com. You, know, you can sign up for our newsletter. We uh, send a newsletter out quite frequently. We, we try to keep our consumers updated as to what our progress is in terms of um, new retail launches and things like that. We're going to be growing... Um, quite a bit this year. We have a lot of retail launches coming up, very exciting ones. For Southern California, uh, most recently we launched in, um, in Vons. So, we'll, you know, we're in all the Vons stores. And what's actually unique about uh, Once Upon a Farm is it's, you know, in a, in a lot of these stores, it's the only baby food that you'll find in the dairy section near the kids' yogurts. Interesting. And so if you're looking for Once Upon a Farm, just remember, because we're refrigerated, because we use high-pressure pascalization, or HPP, mm-hmm. we cannot be in the shelf-stable baby food, and we don't have a shelf life that will ever be older than your baby. <laughs> <laughs> For very good reasons, trust me. That's a good thing. When you thing. taste Once Upon a Farm, I mean, the difference is incredible. The colors, the flavors, the textures, you know, it's just really good, real food. Sounds um, so good. So good. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for calling into our studios, Ari. I really enjoyed chatting with you, and I hope to see you at the expo. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, same here. Thank you so much for your time, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, my pleasure. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock.